0: Anchor makes it easy for us. We create the content, and Anchor does all the rest of the work. I dig that the most. So, if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to Anchor.fm/start to join the Inhumans and a diverse community of like-minded degenerate podcasters already using Anchor. That's Anchor.fm/start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. You know I'll be listening. Radio 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 And mysterious world of the inhuman experience, a paranormal podcast where we explore the strange and unexplained. My name is Bobby Anthem, and with me, as always, the Ren to my Stimpy, my partner, my ace, my fellow inhuman.
1: What's up? It's Bobby Blades here, and yes, I do whiz on the electric fence. (laughs) You idiot. Just can't What's help it. man? Not too much, man. Just, I'm actually having a good day. Having a lot of fun here.
0: Cool. Yeah. I have no complaints either. I know that we have one that I kind of wanted to do today, and I know that it's something that you're passionate about. I know that it's something that a lot of our friends are passionate about, too, man. What are we getting into?
1: Today, we're going to be talking about animals.
0: <laughs> Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're going to talk about, I don't know, man, how uh, certain animals are sensitive to certain things.
1: Yeah, and how they can how they can tell if you're a liar or not, or a piece of shit.
0: Ooh, how they can tell if you're afraid.
1: Yeah, and uh, animals with psychic abilities.
0: Ah, oh, that's dope, man. I can't <laughs> wait to get into that.
1: All that and more, coming up. <laughs> Nuclear Weight Graphics
0: Nights of nostalgic horror. We have such sights to show you. Wrestling. You, Hulk Hogan. My son. Retro cartoons and entertainment. A fellow chucker, eh? Portraits, customized posters, and posters, and so much more. Nuclear NuclearPTGraphics.com Art makes us human. Do you like dogs? I'm sort of a dog person. Yeah. But thing is i had my dog for about for 16 years got him when uh, he was three months old and the hardest thing i ever had to do was was put him down he was my very best friend in the world um and it wasn't until after that that i realized i'm allergic to dogs
1: oh shit you're allergic okay yeah
0: yeah, but, but I do I like dogs. I'm I'm all about dogs. I'm much more into dogs than cats, I would say.
1: Really, you strike me as more of a cat person. Really? Yeah, cuz we're like we're very similar. I know we have our differences, but we are like very very similar. And I love all animals, but I really like cats. Like I am just a cat person.
0: Yeah, I know you're partial to cats, but yeah, man, I've, I've always been, I've always been all about dogs. Like, I'm not afraid of dogs. Um, I don't know, man. There's just something about them. I'm, like, they're special, you
1: know? Yeah. So, um, like, the whole time you had your dog, and I'm sure you've been around a lot of shady people. So, did, <laughs> did your dog act strangely in any way when you were around said shady people?
0: Uh, he, he could definitely sense Certain things um, and certain people. He was he was friendly with most people, but he—I uh, guess maybe there was a time or two when he was a little more leery. And I learned to kind of listen to him on
1: that. Right. Okay. Yeah, because I'm looking at something here, and that um, dogs can smell fear, but can they sniff out the truth? Your dog might actually be smarter than you're giving it credit for. And it's it's all about um, can dogs recognize a bad person?
0: That's that's, so. <laughs> that's cool. Um, you know, uh, sometimes we know a bad person when we come across them, but it's it's kind of good to know that our dog is supposed to have our back and sense it too. Yeah, so that's, right. that's that's interesting, man. Is this like this is backed up by science?
1: It is. It's um, a team led by Akiko. Takaoka of Kyoto University in Japan. (laughs) I butchered the shit out of that, but I think you got it. Um, He conducted a study to find out if dogs actually know if you're to be believed or not. (laughs) So, it involved tricking dogs. And, um, during the experiment, the humans, because dogs can understand gestures, so... Anyway, during the experiment, people would point at a container that was filled with hidden food and the dog ran towards the container. Then they pointed at another container that was empty and the dog ran toward it, but later found that it had no food. And uh, the third time the researchers pointed at the container with the food, the dogs refused to go to the container. They knew the person wasn't reliable based on their previous experience. (laughs) And 34 dogs were used in this experiment
0: that is interesting yeah
1: and out of the 34 every single dog would not go towards the container the third time
0: wow dogs learning a (laughs) lesson in trust
1: yeah so it says that the the experiment proves that the dogs can either spot a liar or that dogs have major trust issues
0: (laughs) that's pretty wild yeah that's pretty wild man I, i can say i'm pretty sure that my dog trusted me um you know had him since since he was a puppy, but I was also the authority figure you know so you were the alpha. I guess I had him through I had had him through his adolescent years and everything so you know, we, we went through all of that we grew and everything but he was my best friend in the world, and I'm pretty sure he trusted me and there was a lot of times when I don't think he liked me, but <laughs> the, the trust was there, and I believe he loved me,
1: yeah. Even though the animals show their love in a different way But yeah, I, I would believe that And of course he protected you and your family
0: Oh for sure, for sure He was he was a protector you know, he, yeah. was, he was all about, especially my daughters He was all about the girls
1: And so therefore if the dog didn't give a crap about you Then it probably would just look the other way
0: Right Like a cat <laughs> <laughs> Yeah
1: But see like you know when animals trust you like cats have this certain way about them like when they trust you they'll turn they'll turn their back to you and most people think like oh the cat is you know dismissive, being dismissive of me but actually the cat showing you their back is a sign of trust because the animals never turn their back on anyone in the wild
0: yeah, that makes sense
1: yeah so it like if you're just sitting there with your cat and your cat's you know happy to be there with you and then they suddenly turn their back on you and sleep the other way um it kind of means like there's a lot of interpretations of it one of them is that uh, hey i trust you completely i know you're not gonna fuck with me um so i can turn my back to you the other one is let's sleep together i'll look i'll keep watch out on this side and you keep watch on the other side like those are just some of the things that i've heard
0: Damn that's cool that makes sense because I never even looked at it that way
1: Yeah I always thought that cats were being assholes When they turned their backs on me (laughs) (laughs) But you know You learn something new every day And I think the same can be said For dogs too like if they If you If you bring them up and you're good to them Then they gain a sense of trust with you That they know that they can depend on you And they will protect you But if you fuck with them Then they're not they're going to be a little leery Of being around you
0: Right. Yeah, man, they have personalities. You know, they're yeah. they're, they're alive. Uh, people like to people like to think that animals don't have a soul or a spirit, but I have to strongly disagree because they show it every day.
1: Yeah, I mean, with uh, I don't know how aware they are of themselves, and that that's really not the point. It doesn't matter. What I can say is that there's definitely. I don't know who would say that animals don't have souls, first of all, that's ludicrous. Um, They have something there because they are sentient beings. And so when I look at it and I see their distinct personalities, they have likes, they have dislikes, they try to communicate with us in many different ways. It's not always vocal. And I mean, there has to be some sort of intelligence behind that. It's not all just instinct.
0: As far as them having awareness, I remember hearing years ago that uh, somebody did a study, a, a pretty simple study, where they, where they put a little bit of color, like a, like a dot or something, on a dog's forehead, basically, like right between its eyes, and showed, uh, put a mirror in front of the dog, and the dog was trying to wipe it off. Like, he realized that it wasn't supposed to be there.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. And uh, dogs can also recognize facial expressions on people too.
0: Yeah. They
1: know they know what certain facial expressions mean. They read your body language and they can smell your fear, of course. So that's why our parents always told us if there's a like a dog that's vicious it's not going to attack you if you face it head on, but you can back away from it. But if you run away, then the dog knows that you're showing fear, and it's going to chase you down. Uh, right. So there's, I think there's a grain of truth to that.
0: Yeah, I think uh, people have been saying that for years, and it's not just an old wives' tale. You know? it's, it's a fact, and plus, plus, I think it, it, I think it has a lot to do with uh, their heightened senses, you know, uh, because they they have a more acute sense of hearing and definitely a more acute sense of smell. And when we are afraid, our heart rate kind of goes up, we start to sweat a little bit.
1: Yeah, um, the pheromones get released. Adrenaline and pheromones. Yep. Yep.
0: Yeah, they can sense all of that.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's probably why we start to smell more and more like food. <laughs>
0: yeah, that makes sense too.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, just imagine if you're uh, out in Africa or something on safari and there's a lion there. And like, I don't know. Have you ever seen that movie with Sean William Scott, something crazy or whatever? He was talking about it's kind of like it's similar to what I was just saying about the dogs, like stand your ground, don't run away. Because if you run away, then you're going to look more and more like food. So what uh he was talking about is instead of like when the when the people on Safari would go there and they'd come into contact with a lion and they seem to be threatened, they would like raise their arms above their heads and just like act all fucking wacky and scream and everything at the lion and like yeah. the lion would turn its back and be like, all right, I'm not gonna fuck with you. <laughs> I don't know if that works, <laughs> but I'm saying that's kinda like the premise I'm thinking of where how to how to make yourself not look like a meal.
0: I guess so. And uh, yeah, man, and certain animals don't wanna Certain animals just don't want the hassle. Also, like there's different ways that you're supposed to approach different bears. I know, like um, I can't remember which, but there's like it's either a black bear or a grizzly bear. Um, for one of them, you're supposed to you're supposed to make yourself look big and don't turn around because it will attack you. <laughs> don't turn your back on it; it will attack you. But there's another one. If you're looking at it. Just turn around and run <laughs> just get the fuck out of here <laughs> as fast as you can but I can't remember which is which
1: that it's reminds that me that. of the Jim Gaffigan uh, bit he was on a camping trip with his kids or something and they came into contact with a bear and the tour guide is like alright just back away from the bear maintain eye contact back away slowly uh <laughs> so yeah that's basically what i'm thinking but do bears really eat people or or would they just maul the shit out of us
0: uh i don't think it really matters because once a bear gets you you're fucking dead (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) What? i mean i'm thinking along the lines of not looking like a meal basically like a meal yeah
0: I don't know man. man I don't I really don't know that much about bears I don't know if there's certain bears that would actually eat you or some that'll just kick your ass I don't <laughs> know
1: same here same here I heard polar bears are not to be fucked with though yeah yep I don't know I... how far that goes but I heard they're they're like the worst ones like don't fuck with a polar bear
0: mm, that's interesting and if you're in their neighborhood you're not gonna see them coming because it's just all white
1: I know, right? They live in the white part of town.
0: Right, <laughs> in the white neighborhood. Yeah, all white. <laughs> I know that. Uh, I know that elephants. Elephants are supposed to be incredibly intelligent, uh, and they can also be pretty aggressive if they're in a. If they're in a. What do elephants run, uh, run in packs? Um,
1: packs. Yeah let me, let me look that up.
0: Yeah. But yeah there was uh, I was watching this thing one time. I think I was watching it on Netflix. this was years ago, so I, I can't remember what the show was, but there was a guy. I couldn't help but to laugh all the way through it and it wasn't presented like it was supposed to be a comedy or anything, but the whole damn thing was just so comical to me. Uh, this guy was like on a safari or something and he did the stupid thing. He went off the trail. He just went off on his own and he saw some <laughs> elements. And he just thought, oh, they're so beautiful. So he decided to just walk up to the elephant and he wanted to touch one. So he touched the elephant. Elephant looked back at him like, the fuck are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) And they proceeded to beat the shit out of this guy. Like (laughs) his ass. Now is like, this a true like the, story or is like what what is, what is this? is a true story. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they beat the shit out of him like the like the copy machine on office. <laughs> Press. Like they stomped the fuck out of this guy. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. They left him for dead, but he didn't die. I don't know how he didn't die, but they left him for dead and they walked away and he said as he was laying there, he saw that like they kind of stopped and turned back to look at him.
1: It's <laughs> like, like yeah, you stupid fucking human, don't you ever yeah. touch me. <laughs> exactly take Uh, that motherfucker (laughs) okay so I got it pulled up here and it's um they travel in a herd and this is yeah this is the craziest thing that I did not even know but the herd is made up of the oldest and the largest matriarch who leads the daughters and their offspring a family can consist of anywhere between two and fifty elephants
0: holy shit
1: can you believe that 50 fucking elephants man
0: fuck man in one space (laughs)
1: yes (laughs) (laughs) that is just insane it's hard to even imagine yeah and I know elephants are like wicked fucking smart too man yeah they're not to be fucked with
0: yeah they say the octopus is also very intelligent Like, like pretty close to human intelligence really um yeah, I know that they yeah they use tools. They prepare food. They build uh, decoys of themselves.
1: And did you hear that story about that the person who put a fish inside of a bottle and corked it up and gave it to this um, gave it to I was gonna say squid, but it's not a squid. <laughs> it's the octopus. Gave it to the octopus, and the octopus felt its way around the bottle, and then figured out how to undo the cork, Popped the cork, and the fish got out, and the fucking octopus ate the fish <laughs> no and so I mean that thing is fucking crazy smart man
0: yeah, that's what I've been hearing man they've been discovering more and more lately that, that they're just incredibly intelligent and that's why a lot of people feel uh, a lot of guilt about actually eating octopus
1: you know? I had it once and it was all it was like rubber I really never have octopus again man I don't really eat seafood I mean I have fish but other than that nothing else
0: Yeah, see, I won't even do that
1: (laughs) oh yeah I was gonna ask you have you heard about the the science experiment being done with MDMA and squid like they're giving ecstasy to fucking octopus no why I don't know I'm gonna have to go pull that shit up because this is amazing
0: (laughs) yeah I gotta hear about that man what the fuck What could possibly be the benefits of that? Or is that just some strange ass study?
1: Um, Okay, it says ecstasy may make octopuses more sociable. (laughs) A neuroscientist at Johns Hopkins School of Medicine who studies how the cells and chemicals in animals' brain influence their social lives, ecstasy, also known as MDMA, blah, 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 interests her because it is known to make people feel more social more interested in others and less defensive the same effect also occurs in rats and mice octopuses are very different they're intelligent and their behavior is sophisticated but their brains have a completely different architecture than those of mammals they're shaped like donuts for one thing oh she says it's organized much more like a snail's brain than our brain with such a dissimilar anatomy, the lady was wondering how they would respond to drugs in unpredictable ways, and find out <laughs> if she needed to give some octopuses—is it octopus or octopi? Octopuses. Uh, octopus. I learned okay. octopuses. All right. <laughs> so. Uh... <laughs> She and her colleague put five Californian two-spot octopuses individually into the middle of three connected chambers, gave them free reign to explore. One of the adjacent chambers housed the second octopus, confined inside an overturned plastic basket. The other contained an unfamiliar object such as a flower pot or a Chewbacca figurine. Um, Dolan and Edsinger measured how long the main animal spent in the company of its peers and how long with a random toy. Um, and then she dosed the animals with ecstasy. Again, there's no precedent for this. But researchers often anesthetize octopuses by dunking them in ethanol. <laughs> so so these people submerged their octopuses in an MDMA solution, allowing them to absorb the drug through their gills. And at first they... <laughs> at first they used a really high dose and the animals freaked out and did all change like fucking colors and all kinds of crazy shit but then the team found a more suitable dose and the animals behaved more calmly and more sociably with ecstasy in their system the five spent far more time in the company of the same trapped male than once shunned even without a stopwatch the change was obvious Before the drug, they explored the chamber with the other octopus very tentatively. They mashed themselves against one wall, very slowly extended one arm, touched the other octopus, and went back to the other side. But when they had ecstasy, they had this very relaxed posture. They floated around, they wrapped their arms around the chamber, and they interacted with the octopus in a much more fluid and generous way. So I guess, uh, the study of ecstasy in octopus is like very promising.
0: Holy shit, man. <laughs> Why don't they give that shit to sharks? <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know? Oh, They're man. The assholes of the sea. Would give you ever want to get kissed by a shark? <laughs> what? I mean, seriously, what the fuck it fuck might you? not want to eat you, but you know, what if it tries to fuck you? I know.
0: Ah. Fuck no! Okay, <laughs> don't give ecstasy to sharks. Yeah, but man, I like this. This reminds me. Was it Timothy Leary who gave uh, LSD to dolphins?
1: I have no idea. Hold up, yeah. let me look that up. I now I want to read this.
0: Yeah, that was a whole study. Like that was a. Uh... That was where Echo came from. Echo of the dolphin. <laughs>
1: That's
0: serious. Giving, We're giving LSD to dolphins.
1: Giving LSD to dolphins in the hope of learning to communicate with them. Apparently, it was a neuroscientist named John C. Lilly and Uh, lily ran a nasa funded research unit where the humans attempted to communicate with a dolphin somewhere along the line lsd got thrown into the mix (laughs) and then a researcher became sexually involved (laughs) with a dolphin yes
0: man it was the craziest story man Oh shit. Yeah, he had this That's he had great. this hot young lady who basically got herself involved in a relationship with the dolphin. She was like giving it handies and everything.
1: Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> oh, a lot of shit happens when you when you throw some psychedelics in there. You
0: no, know, get some drugs in the mix and spend a lot of time together. Yeah. This is why I, this is another reason why I don't do drugs. You might you might give animals jobs. <laughs> you know you can love
1: animals, love animals. yeah i got you like that one guy on jerry springer who wanted to marry his i think it was a horse oh one of the, the male dolphin peter had become sexually interested in a female researcher named margaret lovett who dutifully satisfied satisfied his urges with regular manual stimulation Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, I do not see Timothy Leary's name in here. So, okay, who knows? Maybe he, maybe he had a pet dolphin that he gave LSD to.
0: <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe even Andy J's.
1: <laughs> Holy shit! But. He was he was a full service guru.
0: <laughs> but yeah, man, there's just there's a lot. There's a lot more to animals than a lot of people realize, you know. Um, It seems to me like a lot more people are a lot more connected to animals than we used to be.
1: You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, definitely. I really believe that. Um, You know, there's a lot of people joining PETA now. Probably not for the right reasons, but because it's trendy. A lot of people are going vegan because it's trendy. Um, But... Definitely there is a connection with animals, and I realized that when I was actually in my late 20s, when I started to really connect with animals and just, uh, you know, just really kind of get to know them, I guess.
0: Yeah. I think maybe my connection to animals came more with my disconnect to humans. (laughs) So I think that's where that came from.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because in my 20s, in my late 20s, I should say that was when I was starting to isolate from people and I was hanging out with my cats, you know? Okay. (laughs) I was just like you're you're much more fun to hang out with than these people that are lying to me all the time.
0: (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) I <laughs> got a little sad, but uh, well, I guess this isn't going to make it a whole lot better. But I don't know if I don't know if I uh, ever mentioned this on the show before. But my kid's mother has epilepsy, um, and she has she's had epilepsy her whole life. And the dog that we had and the dog that she has now can sense seizures coming on. You know, like um our dog would get real close to her he would uh, like sometimes he would just whine it's like you know he would just always be right there um, he would sit with her if she was having a seizure he would sit with her the whole time he would not leave her side uh, he would. He really wouldn't trust too many other people getting close to her when you know, during the seizure and the dog that she has now she called me she called me. I guess it was a couple of months ago now, uh, because she wasn't feeling right, and I knew what that meant, you know. So I stayed on the phone with her, and I could tell that she was at. She was like full into a seizure. And well, before she even went into the seizure, I asked her where the dog was. She said he was right there with her, and he wasn't gonna. He wouldn't leave her side. So. I knew that she was in the seizure because she stopped talking but I could hear the dog kind of like whimpering and after she came out of it he was just he was right there like he was laying on her
1: oh shit
0: yeah, yeah. Man, they, they know they have like they can they can sense it they can they get a they get a sense of the auras and they're nurturing man they're they're caring and nurturing animals hmm There was a uh, video that I saw one time. This was on the news. You know, every so often on the news, they'll show, you know, they'll show like a sort of like a feel good thing. Uh, This wasn't necessarily feel good. It was kind of sad, but it was also touching. Um, But there was a, I don't know, like a bird's eye uh, view, uh, camera view. And and it, it was a busy street. There were two dogs trying to cross the street. And one of the dogs was hit by a car. None of the cars were stopping, but the other dog—the other dog, dude—I'm I'm getting choked up with this because <laughs> the, the the other dog was trying to drag its friend out of the busy street. The dog was already dead, but you know, cars were just flying by, and this dog just wanted to get its friend to safety.
1: Yeah, I think I remember you telling me about that. Uh, You said it was sad and I was like, well, it is sad, but it's also touching because there is uh, there's a dog looking out for another dog.
0: You know? Yeah. People say that these animals don't have souls and they don't know how to love. Man, that's love right
1: there. Yeah. And you know what else? Uh, That myth that I just wish I could wipe away when people say, oh, they're they're nothing but a dumb animal. Like they're easily replaced, you know, like you have like I had a cat for 21 years, man. She was my best friend. She always hung out with me, you know, went through good times and bad times. I looked at her like she was my fucking daughter. And when I had to put her down because, like, she, but at the end, man, her kidneys gave out. She was, she could not walk. She couldn't go to the bathroom. She basically had no more dignity. And I was like, I think it's about time. I'm getting a little choked up now. But, yeah, letting her go was one of the hardest things I've had to do.
0: Yeah, man. Believe me, I understand that, you know. Oh, and I I'm, i hear people say it all the time, you know. They're like, you hear people say, oh, my, my, my pets, like, they're not like pets. They're like my kids. And people who don't have pets don't understand that. They're like, oh, it's just an animal. Or people who aren't capable of caring. They're like, oh, it's just an animal. Yeah. But I can tell you, I'm a person with kids and I'm a person who had a dog for 16 years. I had my dog before my first daughter was born. So for their entire young lives, we had our dog. And when I lost him, it's, it was seriously, it was like losing one of my kids. You know, it was, it was like losing a family member. It wasn't like losing a pet. I've had other people say, oh, why don't you just get another dog? So, yeah. You know, <laughs> nothing makes you want to say "fuck you" faster than somebody saying, "Why don't you just get another dog <laughs> or cat?" You know.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. It's like, first of all, like you were saying, you don't look at you don't look at them as pets. They're they they might not be human, but they are living beings, right? And they provide you with some kind of company, of comfort, companionship. You know, the seas, the big C's and I, st- I think I stopped looking at them as pets a very long time ago, too, yeah. because I started to realize that, you know, they have their own ways about them. They don't just do whatever we tell them to do. Um, they have their own distinct personalities. And, and it's fucking amazing that, like, I only had about three dogs. I was mauled by a dog when I was probably seven years old. Um, and I've been skittish around them ever since, but I'm not afraid of dogs anymore. But anyhow, that's beside the point. What I'm trying to get at here is, um, I've been around cats a lot and I know that cats can read people. Yeah. They can read their energies and everything. Um, I have friends who have cats and the cats love me whenever I come over. It's like, as soon as I walk in the door, they come right to me. They start rubbing up against my leg. And I love to be around the cats And they say that I'm the only person that the cats do that to Everybody else they run away from and hide And I'm just like Wondering how how that can be But that, that same thing Happens to my cats Because when somebody comes over to visit Those cats are fucking gone They do not want to Deal with anybody And like occasionally if I have some really chill friends Come over the cat will come down say hello and then go back upstairs but it's like they kind of know who they want to deal with and who they don't want to deal with
0: yeah 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 man animals are like that man it's kind of the same for me man animals animals and kids like me for some reason i don't know (laughs) you're just a lovable guy I guess so, man. I'm big and scary looking. I have one eye. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they sense that I won't eat them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they
1: sense that you're not going to axe murder them in their sleep. Right.
0: They can smell the... The animals can smell the broccoli. on, on
1: so <laughs> Oh, shit. Yeah.
0: Definitely. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, dude. I'm, I don't know. I guess tying this a little bit into some paranormal because... We kind of veered away a little bit from paranormal stuff like we like is basically the root of uh (laughs) of the whole this whole thing of us always doing this oh yeah yeah we we got all scientific like i don't know the science behind it well obviously i guess there is no science behind it because science doesn't recognize spirits and things like that but i know that animals can sense spirits I know that they can. I I've think they can
1: more than sense them. I think that they can actually
0: see them. Yeah, they can see them. That's what I yeah really meant by sense. They can see them.
1: I think that um, now I may be completely off base here, but, you know, this wouldn't be the first time. But I believe that the animals are more connected to what's going on around in our planet and on our planet than we are. We, we somehow got disconnected a very long time ago.
0: And yet we think we're the smartest.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I know we're not the smartest, man. That that's just a misnomer right there.
0: They seem to have it figured out, man. We're we're out here, we're out here busting our asses and destroying the planet, basically, man. No other no other living beings on this planet are destroying it, but we are destroying it on like regularly.
1: Now wouldn't that be some shit if the interdimensional beings were actually in constant contact with the animals and we're communicating with them back and forth and you know they were just that's why they're staying away from us because they don't want to deal with us well, they're I like we'll, t- we'll talk to you but we're not going to talk to the fucking hairless apes that you've got roaming around here
0: i wouldn't blame a man <clears throat> and you're talking about interdimensional i'm i was i have also had that same thought about just uh, aliens in general like, there's, there's probably, like, just in our galaxy alone, there's probably a bunch of aliens that know all about each other, they communicate with each other, and they know about us, but they just want to stay away from us, because we're like the trailer park of the, the <laughs> galaxy. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Shit. I mean, we're already putting garbage in space, like, we have trash around our planet. You know, we have trash all throughout our own planet that we put here. And now we have garbage out in space, man.
1: Haven't we been putting garbage in space for for the last about 30 years or so?
0: I mean, just with like just with sending stuff up there that's supposed to be functional, but it always ends up being garbage. You know,
1: yeah, I think I read somewhere that there's the size of California all the way around the earth. Just a line of trash. Space junk. Wow. I could be wrong. I I might have to... Damn it, where's our intern today to help me source this material out?
0: (laughs) We're going to have to reprimand that intern.
1: Yeah, again.
0: He or she has been slacking.
1: Yep. They have been not not at the top of their game. Definitely. Uh,
0: We got to see about this. Oh, fuck yeah.
1: Definitely, man. But yeah, there's a that lot of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Make them shit their pants.
0: <laughs> the brown note.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was great.
0: I love that. But yeah, man, I hadn't heard about like all of that garbage. I mean, I know that there's space junk from like satellites and things like that that are no longer functional up there. Um, just uh, loose scraps of metal things like that but yeah i had no idea that was that much we're
1: a bunch of fucking litter bugs man i'm telling you but i had i don't know if this is true but i had heard that there uh because the landfills were so full here that we started sending our trash up into space
0: i don't know about that because i don't know if that would be i don't know that that would be cost effective
1: i don't know if it's true but if it is true then it's extremely fucked up
0: it is is. it's fucked up on a bunch of levels but I personally like not that I'm the smartest guy not even in this room and I'm in the room alone but I just I don't uh I don't think that that's cost effective it costs too much just to just to send anything into space so it just it kind of wouldn't make sense
1: Yeah, maybe they've got Elon Musk doing that shit though he didn't he send a car into space he would
0: (laughs) (laughs) he would man
1: That's littering. Littering and... Littering and... And, uh... Keep the earth clean. Shoot it in the space. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, he's a smart guy, but I mean, if you want to shoot a fucking Tesla vehicle into space, you're a fucking idiot.
0: Yeah. He's the closest thing we have to Tony Stark, I think. Yeah, probably. But I don't know, man. The whole point to the littering thing is like we, we... We're the only creatures on this planet that actively destroy the planet, that actively destroy the environment. Nothing else is doing that.
1: I know, right? You you don't see the fucking gazelle running around making plastic things <laughs> and, right. and leaving them in parks and starting forest fires and all that. Right. right. I mean, come on now. Sure, they take shits in the woods, but that all goes back into the earth. It's the it circle does, of life.
0: Man. Yeah it feeds the earth to 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 grow more plants to grow whatever it ate
1: yeah and i mean here we are creating synthetic compounds and flushing them down the toilet every time we take a shit it's just <laughs> right. i mean uh, it's certainly not helping the earth i know that for sure yeah
0: we're monsters we're fucking monsters Ah, man shit the we we were supposed <laughs> to talk about animals. This, was
1: I, this is this is what always happens. <laughs> oh, it always turns out like this. You can't put the two of about... us together without some misanthropy, you know? It's all supposed to talk about
0: fluffy animals.
1: fucking cute little critters that frolic in the forests.
0: Yeah. shit got dark.
1: Animals with telekinetic powers that could destroy us with one thought. Right. (laughs) That's why sharks want to eat us, because they're fucking pissed. You know, I have one simple request. And that is to have sharks
0: with freaking laser beams attached to their heads. that's just not my genre i'm more into sci-fi
1: yeah well i do monster movies though and i don't uh, really consider that horror do you consider open. that horror
0: i actually do i mean but oh, okay. i mean not well i mean i know that there are like some sub genres i guess
1: like i'm talking but, resident evil fucking aliens um you know terminator monster movie uh slither
0: that's interesting because I actually I actually consider all of those to be more sci-fi than anything.
1: Yeah well uh, sci-fi horror you know yeah. those are the kind of horror movies that I like with monsters in them. Okay I don't really I'm not really into the hack and slash type shit
0: Like I'm not against horror you know, I don't have a problem with it. I'm cool with people watching it and stuff it just for me it just it just doesn't work for me. It doesn't give me the effect like I don't want to watch a movie to be scared you know yeah that's not that's not what i want like i, I watch sci-fi i watch sci-fi because i like the, the amazement and the wonder like the like a like the fantastical unbelievable type of shit that's why i watch sci-fi and cartoons i like comedy because it's just funny like i don't want to watch a movie and i can't fucking stand drama and suspense like i don't want to be depressed
1: yeah fuck that i i got you man and like that's exactly why i watch anime there's fucking ninjas roaming around throwing kunai everywhere and you know it's fucking amazing shit and so, yeah, I definitely get what you're saying. I don't like the psychological thrillers because it messes with my head way too much.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: And so it's like, I don't want to be fucked with on that level. So one thing I would love to talk to you about is the Blade trilogy, because that was my first introduction into like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay. And, like, Blade is still to this day my favorite superhero, anti-hero, whatever the fuck you want to call
0: him, uh, character. But is Blade a part of the MCU?
1: Honestly, I can't say if Blade was a part of it, but I'd like to think that he was. But anyway, (laughs) he... Fucking Wesley Snipes, still a badass. Blade, possibly the best fucking character. Like... Back in 98 man that was my shit.
0: See that's pretty dope. See I the only the only Blade movie that I've seen was the first one. That's the only one that I saw. I didn't see any any of the other ones.
1: Well, the third one is not really worth watching much because they introduction of the night stalkers and everything. Um so the movie's not really all about Blade anymore. It's got Ryan Reynolds doing his one-liners. Um, and I forgot that other chick's name, <laughs> but she's pretty cool though. Um, Blade 2 was good, but the first Blade was pro- probably the best, I would say.
0: That's, uh, usually my attitude with most movie franchises and not even all, not even that the first one is always the best, but the first one is usually my favorite, I would say. Yeah, usually. Yeah. I mean, could, there are some franchises, like we talked about it before, not going too far, too far off of Blade, but. Terminator 2 is like, definitely the best Terminator movie. Definitely.
1: Possibly even better than the first Terminator film.
0: I would, I would say so, for sure. But for me, still, I would say that the first one was my favorite. So, I'm probably... I'm going to get into the Blade movies. I don't know. I, I do... I. I I could go ahead and binge them now. I mean, if I'm gonna start watching them, I'm gonna watch them
1: all, yeah, right. And I know you're a completionist, so I would yeah. I would say, you know, watch the third one and make come to your own conclusions, but it's definitely a very lighter tone than the first two movies, okay like there's a there's a whole shitload of jokes in it. I mean, it could be you could throw Deadpool in there and it would be you know. It would it would be like a part of the Deadpool universe, basically.
0: Yeah, I do know that uh, Wesley Snipes did some ad libs and some I don't want to say rewrites, but definitely some ad libs in the first and at least the first one. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, because he understood the character. That's one thing that I like about Wesley Snipes. He understands his characters. Shit.
1: Yeah, he's a really good actor. And I still, I I really can't accept, like, I know they're making another Blade movie, and I'm just finding it really hard to accept anybody else playing Blade other than Wesley Snipes. And I know he's older now, but still, it's just really difficult.
0: I think he could still do it, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And I know, I guess on the, uh, what was there, a series, uh, Sticky Fingers was Blades, right? Not Blades. No, (laughs) you're
1: Blades. Oh, shit. I like that there. Yeah, um, Kirk Jones, <laughs> he, he did a pretty good job, <laughs> but he was still, you could tell he was all onyx about it, you know? Yeah. But he did good, but eh, not really feeling it, you know? Okay. It was what it was.
0: Yeah, I've never seen it. I just know that he, that they did cast him as Blade, and, and I just thought that was interesting. yeah. Um, Another thing that I think is interesting, and this is something that I kind of recently, uh, recently learned. Um, I'm a fan of comic books, but I'm not a comic book fanatic so much that I know a ton of things about comics. But I do know that at one point in comic book history, there was an agreement for the writers and creators to stay away from vampires altogether so for a while there were no vampire characters um are you familiar with you familiar with sauron no i'm not okay sauron was a character uh, i think was introduced in the x-men and he was sort of like he was like a pterodactyl type creature like a humanoid pterodactyl but he could also drain energy drain people's energy um a lot like a lot like rogue he could drain people's energy and if he drained the powers of a mutant then i think he would he could like gain their powers or something for a brief time just like rogue okay but his character i think he was created in 1969 i believe I'm, i can't believe i know this much <laughs> but his character is a humanoid pterodactyl but the original idea for him was to be a bat he was supposed to be a bat instead of a pterodactyl but they said no you can't do that because he's a bat and he drains people's power, so that's too much like a vampire they had the agreement to stay away from vampires so the closest bat like creature that they figured would work would be a pterodactyl
1: okay yeah. so uh Like the first vampire, I'm thinking, I was going to say Mobius, but it's not Mobius, it was Morbius, right? I think it was Morbius. Okay. Was that that the first vampire in the Marvel comics?
0: That much I don't know. And that's what I was wondering. Like, when did he he debut? When did that uh, agreement end to stay away from vampires?
1: Yeah, because I know that there is a movie in phase four and it does have Morbius in it. That's pretty. Dope. And so, uh, there's going to be some vampires coming.
0: Sweet, <laughs> sweet. But I don't know, man. I, I feel like for the most part, for more, for more casual fans, I think if you mention vampire and comic books, most people are just going to automatically go to Blade.
1: Yeah, it's a badass daywalker. You know all the all the strengths, none of the weaknesses, right? Except for the thirst. <laughs> Seven of the thirst. <laughs> yeah. And I gotta say that classic line at the end when he's fighting Deacon Frost: "Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill."
0: There you go, and that's that's the line that Wesley Snipes came up with himself.
1: Oh, really? Okay. Yep. Amazing. Perfect fucking line right there, man. Yeah. <laughs> and there was a time where I could quote that movie back to front. I used to watch that. Every day. Blade was my jam. Huh.
0: Damn, man. It all makes sense now. <laughs> Bobby Blade. Oh, shit. The day walker. <laughs> Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. So in the near future, we're going to be trying something new. Actually, it's something old, but we dusted it off and it's going to be new again.
1: Yeah, it's something we had on the back burner for a
0: little while. Yeah, something that we're calling inhuman resources. (laughs) We know that we have people who listen to us, and uh, some people have some questions.
1: That's right. And we want to hear from you. There are many ways to get in touch with us. Uh, The first way is by email at inhumanexperiencepodcast19 at gmail.com.
0: With the email, we would like for you to put in human resources in the subject. That's right. I forgot about that.
1: (laughs) On Twitter, you can get at us through DMs on IEXP underscore podcast. And also, please leave inhuman resources in the subject line or if you post to us, please uh, hashtag it with Inhuman Resources. Yeah. And lastly, you can leave us a voice message on our anchor.fm page. So if you just go to anchor.fm backslash inhuman-experience-podcast, and there will be a link to send us a voice message
0: personally that might be my favorite option
1: yeah that sounds like it would be the best way because we absolutely want to hear from you and if you want to get your voice heard on the show then that's definitely what you want to do
0: ask us anything anything at all we We, don't care (laughs) we Uh, will answer it obviously from you listening to us you know that by now that we are experts on everything yes we are (laughs) (laughs)
1: We will answer it, and God damn it if it isn't correct.
0: So let's make that happen. Um, shit, thanks for listening. Yeah, and we'll see you next time on the flip side. You've been tuned into the Inhuman Experience podcast. Join us again on this strange journey as these two geniuses attempt to make sense of the strange and the unexplained. If you've got a question or a story to tell, you can contact the Inhumans on Twitter at IEXP underscore podcast. Or you can email them at inhumanexperiencepodcast19 at gmail.com. Your story could appear on a future episode. Feel free to leave a voicemail at anchor.fm forward slash inhuman-experience-podcast forward slash message. And make yourself heard. Don't forget to leave a five-star review on iTunes for a shout-out and to have the review read by the boys. Thank you for tuning in. And until next time, we are the Inhumans. You experienced. For instance, on the planet Earth, man had always assumed that he was the most intelligent species occupying the planet instead of the third most intelligent. The second most intelligent creatures were of course Dolphins, who curiously enough had long known of the impending destruction of the planet Earth. They had made many attempts to alert mankind to the danger, but most of their communications were misinterpreted as amusing attempts to punch footballs or whistle for tidbits. So they eventually decided they would leave Earth by their own means. The last ever dolphin message was misinterpreted as a surprisingly sophisticated attempt to do a double backward somersault through a hoop while whistling the star-spangled banner. But in fact, the message was this. So long, and thanks for all the fish. We try to warn you all, but oh dear You may not share our intellect Which might explain your disrespect For all the natural wonders that grow around you To tune their feet We thought that most of you was meet Especially Tiny Tops and your and women So long, so long, so long, so long, so long